Warning, the following audio transmission is based on theory and is intended for entertainment purposes only. It's Doomsday and its affiliates will not be held liable for anything your dumbass does. Listener discretion is advised. You know, it's a, it, it is okay to be wrong from time to time, Jake. You know, no one's going to uh, hold it against you. But, and I'm not I'm not trying to make predictions in order to spread fear or mockery either, but I'm just kind of thinking to myself, you know, these online banking institutions might end up doing favorably well in these scenarios because they don't have the upkeep and cost that these larger banks do. So if they take a hit, it might not be the end of the world because they're not having to, you know, pay all these employees, you know, all these upkeep costs. They might do better and and f- maybe even far better because, you know, think about this for a second. If you like, so I put a lot of trust into online banking after my branch closed in my area. All right. I got away from that bank and I said, I don't want anything to do with them anymore. But I got and I kind of regret this now. But I got a lot more comfortable with PayPal after the fact, mainly for the reason PayPal's not going to close a branch in my area. You know, I'm not going to get to know my banking people for them to tell me to, hey, you know, go kick rocks. We're closing this location. Find a new bank or drive an hour to continue to, to continue to do banking. Does that make sense? It does. Um, but I mean, you're. Yeah, I, I kind of agree with the, the large bank versus small bank sort of deal and not as much overhead and payroll and all of that. Payroll is one of the most expensive things you can do when you own a business. Well, you're, you're aware of that. Um, it's expensive to hire people. It's more expensive to hire them than it is to keep them or even fire them. Um, but it's going to be it's going to be a balancing act because the larger banks, even though they have a lot of capital and, and a lot of uh even though they have a lot of overhead, they also have a lot of money. And that balances out, not necessarily equal to like a smaller bank, like a credit union. Um, but if that credit union, even though they're vastly smaller and, and less important, if they have certain investments in the same place a lot of the big four banks have, they're going to hurt just as much. I, you know, I, I, could definitely, I could definitely see what you're saying. I guess I can get on board. I can agree with that. And again, my mind, my mind just simply goes back to the idea of less expense, more success, right? That's kind of what I'm hung up on at the moment. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm still needing to wrap my mind around this uh, FTX and the SVB and the Silvergate and all the stuff you mentioned earlier. And I really got to do a deep dive into this because I haven't even heard of these things until you mentioned them today on the show. Yeah, it's. It's for a lot of people, you're, you're going to see all of a sudden on the internet, people will become financial experts 
<laughs> I'm not a financial expert, but I've been following these things for a couple of years, quite a few years, because I like financial stuff. I like talking about money. I think everybody should talk about money, and I think everybody should learn from everyone on how to handle money a lot better. I know that the conversations that I've had with my friends um, and other people along the way have taught me vastly more um, just through that and just by asking stupid questions than I ever would have ever learned by being self-taught. Um, and I think, I, I think it's, uh, I think it's kind of a dumb thing. Like we have this, we have this mentality on our heads of you, you don't talk about your finances. You don't, you don't talk to people about your finances. That's like a very American thing in other places, like, especially like France, they, they talk about finances all the time and this is how they make the market fair for everyone. Um, and they make sure that everyone gets paid a fair wage. And like places here, where if you start talking about your wages, they threaten that you're starting a union, they do this and yada, yada, yada. Um, you, we know all the tricks. You know, one one large place, one large corporation will will pay certain people a certain amount of money, but new hires a couple of years later will come in starting making more than what your people who have been there for five years are making. And the only way to fix that is for that person to quit and in which case they give up their benefits, they give up everything, um, just to come back in with a better salary. And that's all because we're kind of, we're all kind of dissuaded from talking about our finances. And I find it ridiculous. Are you looking for something kick-ass to add to your closet? Reaper has the hookup for t-shirts, hoodies, button-ups, hats, beanies, and plenty of other badass products. You can check out Reaper Apparel Company at www.reaperapparelco.com and use code DOOM10 for 10% off. Jester only stands behind brands he believes in, and Dan at Reaper Apparel has a mission, and Jester is on board. Go check out www.reaperapparelco.com today and use code DOOM10 for 10% off your entire order. Why be a sheep when you can reap? Use code DOOM10 for 10% off at www.reaperapparelco.com today. You know, and that's something that's very common in this country, too. And, you know, that a lot of employers, when you get hired on, they tell you you're not allowed to discuss pay. That's not true. You can discuss pay. Right. And, and, but I mean, but that's why it is so they can continue to pay people less so they can manipulate workers. That's why they do that. That's exactly why they do that. And if any employer tells you that you can't talk about your pay and discuss it, um, you call bullshit right there and you tell them, no, I'm absolutely allowed and well within my right to discuss pay and I will. And they probably won't hire you, but that's that's them, you know, uh, gaslighting you anyway. No, and I, I, I'm fully aware of that. I understand that, too. And like one of the last companies I worked for, that's what they did. And whenever they gave out raises, they did not give out raises that were equal or fair and people discussed it and the threats that came out from the employer against the employees was bullshit and it was things like that's the last raise you'll ever get don't ever ask for a raise here again i'd get rid of you if i had someone to be in your place things like that were coming out of uh this gentleman's mouth which is one of the uh asshole county commissioners that i mentioned earlier today well you just tell him to go down on you, for lack of better words, and to like it. What if he does, though? And what if he does like it? 
then you might be able to get a pay raise. I don't work there anymore, but I'll settle for lower taxes. I, I'm all for lower taxes. <laughs> you do what you got to do to get that money, dude. So I wanted to, I did want to get into a little bit the repercussions that could happen that we we might see here in the near future. And that's, that's a very heavy might. So we've already seen a lot of inflation within the last two years here. Uh, it's It's been pretty bad. Everything from gas, milk, eggs, bread, everything, right? Sure. And, you know, and not just – and I got to throw this out there too. Not just the idea of the inflation, but we've also seen pays go up for people as well. So let's not let's not discount either that people are getting paid more, okay? Uh, in my area, I don't think there's any fast food jobs here at all that are paying under $10 an hour now. I think yeah. they're all I think they're all above that mark now, which I mean, I, I don't I, I'm not one of these guys that thinks minimum wage should be increased. I'm just not there. I, I don't believe that. I believe these are starter jobs. And I believe if people want to make more money, they should move up the ladder, get themselves in a better career field. I agree. Right. You're not, you know, these, a lot of these jobs like, you know, McDonald's and, and the fast food industry and being a bagger at the grocery store or being a clerk at, at the local uh, 7-Eleven, these are jobs that are put in place for like kids to make money over the summer. They're put there for just as a starter job, like, hey, man, I want to buy my first car. I got to pay for insurance till I get through, you know, till I get in and out of college, things like that. You know, this isn't this isn't a career drive and focused job. Now, you do have people that get into these jobs though, and they might stay there, to, you know, what for years and become a manager and, you know, never leave that job. Like you do have that happen. But what mm-hmm. need what needs to happen instead of you know making minimum wage go up and making the cost of these little items that they sell at Seven Eleven, McDonald's, and other stores go through the roof to support these people. What they need to do is make skilled trades more valuable, make college degrees more valuable, right? Make those mm-hmm. jobs have a higher value, okay? Be on that even scale because this is, this is what happens. Uh, as someone that was in the welding industry for a very long time, I can tell you this. Do you have enough food in your pantry for when disaster strikes? Go to www.readywise.com and utilize code DOOM10 for 10% off your entire food order. ReadyWise offers long-term food storage items such as chicken and beef that last up to 15 years. But that's not all. Go to www.readywise.com and use our code DOOM10 for 10% off of organic food as well. Offering chili, pasta, and soups, they have you covered. Did we mention they have fruits? bananas, blueberries, strawberries, and apples, just to name a few. With many more food options for your home, car, or bug out bag, ReadyWise has your six. Go to www.readywise.com now and utilize code DOOM10 for 10% off. Welding jobs only paid well where welders were in short supply. Okay. If you, it was a supply and demand thing, that was it. So as a, as a good example of this, when I went down to Texas to work in Texas, they paid really, really well. Like they were meeting the national average or above that for certain positions at the company I worked for. 
but it was because it was out in the middle of nowhere and they couldn't get people and they had to pay people money to be there. That's what it was. Now, when I went to Florida, they weren't paying jack shit for welders. The uh, fracking industry had just shut down. So everybody was out of fracking work, right? Frack the industry. Frack the industry, man. All the fracking was all fracked up. So, you know, they couldn't do anything about that. So a lot of these people ended up moving to Florida and they were looking for work. Now, what ended up happening was these employers had so many people just putting in applications continuously like, yeah, I could weld. All these guys are out of work. I can weld. I can do it. You know, I, I will you hire me? And it's, yeah, we'll hire you. But for 12 bucks an hour. And the response out of a lot of these guys was, dude, I can't, I cannot feed my family for 12 bucks an hour. I just got off the rig. I was making 25 plus per diem. This isn't going to work. And the employer simply said, well, there'll be another guy that'll take it if you don't want it. And of course, there was that other guy. He said, you know what? I just got out of welding school. I've only been doing this for a couple of years. Or you know what? I'm extremely desperate and I need the money, so I'll take it. And that's how they were able to manipulate these pay rates so low when I lived in that area. Uh, welcome in, AK. Welcome in, Sir She Thede the Second. Uh, Sir She Thede the Second. Uh, Rifle, welcome in, dude. And Daffy, welcome in. Welcome into the show, everybody. So that's what they did. And once this all kind of leveled out, these, these workers basically became expendable. So you didn't need to put money, you didn't need to put good benefits on these guys. You didn't need to offer them paid vacations or sick times. You didn't need to do anything for them because there was always another guy that was out of work ready to take their place. Okay, that's that's what happened. And I don't know how I went off so much on a tangent here with these pay raises. What this kombucha's got me twisted, dude. What were we talking about? Well, we were talking about pay raises and wage raises and wage hikes and those sorts of things and skilled trade and skilled labor. Fire is one of the most basic essentials for survival. Whether you're camping, hiking, or preparing for disaster, Blackbeard has your six. Go to www.blackbeardfire.com and utilize code DOOMSDAY for 10% off your entire purchase. Blackbeard offers stormproof matches, plasma arc lighters, fire starters, and ferro rods, all of which are great for your bug out bag. Once again, go to www.blackbeardfire.com and utilize code DOOMSDAY for 10% off your entire purchase. Oh, yeah. So that's that's what I was going to say. We, we need to get more on point with this national average of keeping skilled labor up. Leave minimum wage alone. But put more effort and resources into getting skilled trade skilled trades where they need to be, all right. And then you'll have you'll have people that that'll aspire to go do these jobs. Like, why the hell should I go down the road and burn myself up for eighteen bucks an hour welding and and dealing with that bullshit when I could make seventeen fifty right down the road flipping burgers? Like, what's because a lot of people don't do that like work. Which work of trying to be competitive and and compete in a market, and they'll just take the first thing that comes up. Yeah, you're right. A lot of people will welcome in Gammy. Um, 
Yeah, a lot of people will, and and they don't. They fr- I don't know if it's part of me thinks it's laziness. The other part of me thinks it's it's just total employer manipulation. At the same time, um, it's a little bit of both. Let's be honest, it is. It it is. Well, okay, so. Every single business, and I don't want to say every single business, that's an exaggeration. Almost every single business in my town has a now hiring sign out front, right? Mm -hmm. And we'll start you at this, we'll start you at that, blah, blah, blah. I drove my son around for weeks trying to find a job. We got him in at Burger King. They got rid of him. Um, He was told to go to another place. They said they'd hire him. He goes to show up to start doing paperwork. They say, no, they're not hiring now. And it's like, well, you just told me you were. I'm here. What's up? Oh, no. Now we're not hiring. Okay. Thanks. I'll see you later. Mm-hmm. Um, but now has a new job. And he's he gives me like little heads ups on what goes on within the walls of the good old McDonald's. And uh, he, he tells me little things here and there. And it's really weird. It's, you know, he doesn't have he has a set schedule, but he doesn't. This kid could show up two hours early. They'll let him clock in and they'll keep him after his shift to work. Of course. Right? Like they'll keep him longer. And it's because he says that they become short staffed. Like, so I don't understand. You have have people that want to work and you have people that don't want to work. And I think that's kind of where the problem is here is the employers don't want to invest a ton of money into someone that could turn out to be a shit employee. Right? So... Let's say if you've got, you know, so say you work for a company that brings in 10 new guys a month, but you know that only two of those 10 guys typically work out. You don't want to pay out a ton of money on watching eight people say, I can't do this job and leave. Right. Mm-hmm. So I've, I've noticed that too. companies and this is kind of a double edged sword. Companies with high turnover rates also start people at shit prices and vice versa. Right. And it's always it's always the same spiel. Well, you know, we'll give you a raise after 90 days. If if we find out you're a good fit, we'll pay you more, blah, blah, blah. There's always that bullshit, right? Mm-hmm. But then there's this there's this mentality of I can't do this job for this low pay. This sucks. I can't stay here. And then they leave. Correct. You know. Correct. Or you have employers that promise employees the moon to get them in and they get it and then they don't own up to their end of the bargain. Um and they end up quitting. Want to be a guest on the show? Email it's doomsdaypodcast at gmail.com. That's it's doomsdaypodcast at gmail.com. Also correct. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a shit system we've got. I don't know how we got from banking into this. I don't know, Jake. What, el- what else is on your mind, man? Because I'm like, I'm like tapped. Well, that has a lot to do with it. I mean, it has a lot to do with it's a a lot of people will always say that because they're professional, the professional, they can tell you the the problem. And and a lot of them will say, well, the problem is, is, and we all know that it's not just one problem. It is multifaceted, no matter which way you cut it, because there are so many factors tied into these things that happen like this bank run. And it's just that the market is so big and there's so much money in the market. These things take months to happen and transpire. And when they do, they seem very huge, but we don't realize how much money is out there in the market. You know, let's let's just look at the raw figure from where I'm at, like an average salary here. I, I make double the average salary. Um, 
which still isn't a lot. And, and we'll talk money. I don't care. I make 30 some grand a year on paper. I make way more than that, but they don't need to know that because that's the government and they can suck my butt. So the average salary here is 19 K. Um, and we'll just, we'll just say, we'll just say, let's keep it at 30. Um, so in this, in this, uh, in this place that I work with, uh, we've got four, eight, eight employees. I work for a small business. Um, so that's, that's $240,000 a year. Correct. You get where I'm going with that. Right, right, right. So that's $240,000 a year. Isn't a joke. And that's just for eight people. There's 30,000 people in this town and that's Jeez. a buttload of money. And that's just this town. And this is, this is a super small town. But there are 400 million Americans in the United States. We're talking trillions of dollars worth of money floating out there in the market. So it takes, it takes billions of dollars to have an effect. A few million, a few hundred million, not a super huge deal, to be completely honest. It sounds like it on the surface, but when you think about how big things actually are and how much money is actually out there in the market, you're kind of like, okay, let's just say there's like $27 trillion. Um, if you've got $27 trillion, are you worried about losing a million dollars? No. I mean, not if you're that well off. Absolutely not. No. And I mean, even if you've, if you've got a hundred thousand dollars, are you worried about squandering or losing a thousand dollars of it? Like, is it going to um, affect you? Like, are you going to cry? Are you going to stress out? No, no, no. I'm not going to like lose my mind over it, but. Okay. Yeah, it's, this is the same thing. And people panic because they don't understand how large the, our market actually is. It's large enough that we're, even for a smaller country compared to the rest of the world, we affect like 53% of the world in the market in, t in its entirety. Or it's something like that. It's, it's close to like 60%. We own it. Um, so we have a vast amount of wealth in this country. And, and the money market is so huge that it takes such a huge event like, you know, one of the, you know, some of the banks crashing or whatever going to happen. Um, but in order for it to truly affect the consumer, you and I and, and the people listening, it would take probably two of those four big four banks going under. And for that to happen would take a multitude of other banks underneath them to go down, which would also need to take a multitude of other banks and credit unions and bureaus to go down along with it. So we're looking at, we're looking at like thousands. We're, we're, I, I'm not sure what the exact number is, but it would have to be something monumental. So for something like that to happen and affect a large populace of people, it, it's going to have to be monumental, bigger, bigger than this. And, and this crash is the number two and number three largest crashes that happened back to back in history. If that gives you a kind of a semblance on how, how big of a problem it would have to be to affect us. Are you looking for something kick ass to add to your closet? Reaper has the hookup for t-shirts, hoodies, button ups, hats, beanies, and plenty of other badass products. 
You can check out Reaper Apparel Company at www.reaperapparelco.com and use code DOOM10 for 10% off. Jester only stands behind brands he believes in, and Dan at Reaper Apparel has a mission, and Jester is on board. Go check out www.reaperapparelco.com today and use code DOOM10 for 10% off your entire order. Why be a sheep when you can reap? Use code DOOM10 for 10% off at www.reaperapparelco.com today. So I, my main concern, honestly, with what we're seeing right now with the banks, um, it's not necessarily our money going in, into like lockdown and we can't get it. That's not what worries me. What honestly worries me are, is the American people saying we're clenching our fists, we're not spending, and we're saving everything because we're worried something's coming. To, to me, that's scarier that right there is always going to be something looming on the other side you and i both know this and i always preach the common sense factors is that if it's you know if it's not economic factors it's world war three factors if it's not world war three factors it's a pandemic if it's not a pandemic it's this thing or the next thing or that thing there is always something looming on the other side and this is where this is where i always push people to take that that personal accountability step and don't be afraid to step up and make decisions and say no and do what needs to be done, even in the face of adversity, which I think you would probably say, yeah, I agree with you because it's just correct. Um, but that's that's what we don't do enough. And that plays a very big factor into why we don't make enough money. And it also plays a very fat, big factor into the reasoning why we feel like we never move up truly. And the only time that we do is when the government does it for us by by raising the rates, lowering interest rates, raising the, the wage, making a, a, a national wage raise when in fact that actually hurts you instead of instead of making 10. I would rather make ten dollars an hour and have a gallon of milk be a dollar fifty than to make twenty dollars an hour than to have a gallon of milk be three fifty because that actually hurts you down the long run and you actually make less money, even though it doesn't feel like it or seem like it on paper, things are intrinsically more expensive. That that dollar fifty over the ten is gonna be cheaper than the three fifty over the twenty. Do you have enough food in your pantry for when disaster strikes? Go to www.readywise.com and utilize code DOOM10 for 10% off your entire food order. ReadyWise offers long-term food storage items such as chicken and beef that last up to 15 years. But that's not all. Go to www.readywise.com and use our code DOOM10 for 10% off of organic food as well. Offering chili, pasta, and soups, they have you covered. Did we mention they have fruits? bananas, blueberries, strawberries, and apples, just to name a few. With many more food options for your home, car, or bug out bag, ReadyWise has your six. Go to www.readywise.com now and utilize code DOOM10 for 10% off. Right. And I mean, that's what, that's what we've, we've kind of seen this. Um, like during this inflation period, we've watched these employers pay out more money because people couldn't keep up with these prices right yeah yeah it was it was 
very simple, like, no, I can't take that job because I cannot afford to work that cheap. And employers bent and they flexed and said, well, fine, we'll give you what you want for you to be here. Right. Right. Um, and it's, and now that people, and now that people pushed and demanded they wanted this $15 an hour, right? What they don't understand is that it has to balance out. This is, this is the basic of part of economics is that it, it's going to have to balance out. So everything that you're going to see around it is going to go up. So rent becomes more expensive. Food becomes more expensive. Gas becomes more expensive. Clothes, shoes, cars, toys, everything becomes more expensive because it affects the supply and demand chain. Everything affects everything. So now that you're making your $15 an hour, your money is going far less than it was when you were making $10 an hour. And this is why people were intrinsically against it. But the people who pushed it so hard didn't understand how it was going to affect the, mark, uh, affect the market. And now that it has affected the market, people are complaining because they don't make enough money. You see the, the cyclical argument here is it always comes back to these things is that, yeah, you raise, you raise the wages, you're going to raise the prices anyway. Yes, which is why you don't want to do it. I mean, I guess it, at the end of the day for me is I just want to be comfortable enough to progress forward and not be held up in this endless loop of struggle that so many Americans find themselves in. Yes. And this, this is why I took steps to take accountability for that in my personal life. And I suggest that everyone else do it as well. And what I learned and I studied over years were things were the boring things. The exciting things aren't the things that are going to benefit you. You know, you see all these people like, like, let's take those stupid YouTube ads that we're forced to watch all the time where you see like some guy like getting out of a bright green Lambo and he's like, I started my business with basically no money down. I don't have any overhead. I don't have any inventory and I work 3.4 hours a month from home and I make an average salary of a hundred million dollars and you can live like me too if you just sign up for my class. Like you see all the stupid shit. Oh yeah. There's a ton of that shit. (laughs) There is. And the only reason why there's so much of that shit is because it works because there are, I, I love people and please guys don't take this the wrong way, but some people are just dumb. They just don't know. It's not that I think that they're dumb. They just don't know because they're dumbed down. Fire is one of the most basic essentials for survival. Whether you're camping, hiking, or preparing for disaster, Blackbeard has your six. Go to www.blackbeardfire.com and utilize code DOOMSDAY for 10% off your entire purchase. Blackbeard offers stormproof matches, plasma arc lighters, fire starters, and ferro rods, all of which are great for your bug out bag. Once again, go to www.blackbeardfire.com and utilize code DOOMSDAY for 10% off your entire purchase. Not that they're stupid, not that they're dumb, if that makes sense. It's that by design, they are dumbed down. And they don't know because they're not taught. We don't go to school learning how to manage finances. 
We don't go to school learning about compounding interest. We don't go to school learning about the stock market, 401ks, retirements. We don't go to school learning about any of that. We barely learn anything about taxes or the last I remember in high school, they taught us how to fill out a check. And we don't use checks anymore. They don't teach you any of these things. They don't teach you how to invest in real estate. They don't teach you what's better, an AP over, you know, an adjustable rate mortgage or a fixed rate. Nobody knows how to explain these things. Nobody knows these things coming out into the world. So by design, we are dumb. It is the people who actually go out and find that information that succeed. And that's what I'm building as I'm sitting here looking at the precipice of building generational wealth for my kids, which is what I aim to do over time. And I will do that. But you have to take hold of other things and inform yourself and teach yourself. And one of those things to learn is compounding interest. And if you don't know about that now, go look it up. Go and educate yourself. Learn something new today. Learn about what compounding interest is and how you can make it work for you. I still can't believe you just called everybody retarded. Uh, you just said that. You, Oh, my God. You said the R word? Just kidding, guys. Anyway. Now, uh, now we know why we're not up in the Podbean feed because Jester just said retarded. Oh, speaking of that, by the way, we're going to get out of here a little earlier today because uh, I didn't want to keep you guys super late. I know there's other shows going on and stuff like that, so I was just going to keep this to a minimum of an hour since we got here late. But I got with Podbean again, Jake. You know what they... You know what they told me? I do. I want to ask. Listen now. Their now their excuses. They said they go by what they see with iTunes downloads. That's what Podbean said. Do you want to know what's hilarious about that? A couple mm. days ago, a show that was in the number three slot on there has a total of nine downloads. Not not a day, not not a week. Total, total, whole time, the show's been up nine downloads. Guess how many episodes the show's put out, Jake? Probably like seven thousand. I'm sure. Uh, over eight hundred and thirty. With nine downloads. Nine downloads. So how do they figure that? I don't know. (laughs) What number are they looking at if they're looking at numbers at all? Or do they sit here on their pod bean butts, cover one eye with a dart and a bunch of names written on the dartboard and be like, okay, throw it. And then they do. (laughs) Okay, looks like this one's good. You know, I'm just going to go ahead and assume that's what's going on. But every time I've messaged them, I get a different answer. And that was the answer I got today. Of course, because they can't tell you that you're shadow banned. Because if they do that, then they're screwed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's that's a big deal, I guess. So, guys, with that said, we're being out of here. Or we're getting out of here. We're being out of here. <laughs> uh, I love y'all. Have a good day. Hang in there, guys. Uh, this week might get a little bit more rocky. Um, I know we're supposed to get a freeze tonight. I saw Rifle mentioned it earlier. We're also going to get a freeze tonight. Cover the plants if need be. That's all I got to say. Jake, anything else before we're out of here? You said everything. We're good. Okay, fine. Bye, guys. <laughs> Bye. This is an emergency action message. At approximately 1 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time, Nora is tracking 15 ICBM nuclear missiles inbound to the following cities Orlando, Miami, Pittsburgh, Dover. 
Newark, Richmond, Philadelphia, New York City, Baltimore, Los Angeles, Las Vegas, Boston, Seattle, Detroit. This is an extremely deadly situation. Stay tuned, the next emergency message will be a presidential address. 